You're listening to the Black Hole Cafe, a podcast where we spend about 42 minutes discussing a topic that has grabbed our attention and just won't let go. I'm Richard Wingfield. And I'm Taylor Wingfield. Welcome to the Black Hole Cafe. Hey, Taylor, welcome to the Black Hole Cafe. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Our, our, uh, Hordes of fans may not know based on our release schedule, but uh, it has been a while since we recorded. So glad to be glad to be back. And before we get started and figure out what's on the event horizon for today, what's our, uh, you got any cafe updates for us? I do. I actually have a couple. Um, Like we said, it's been quite a while since we actually recorded our last episode. So I have since, my first update is that I have actually started DMing my first D&D campaign. So that's been very exciting but also it is a lot of work, but it's really fun. I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that's been, that's been really cool. Have you start. killed off any adventurers yet? Not yet. Okay. Um, I tried, <laughs> but actually they've actually done really, really well. We, the, this last session that we had um, was like basic, we've had, this was, I think our, maybe like our fourth session and <laughs> uh, they, we sort of realized that it was basically like, the first time any of them we've had multiple combat encounters but it was like the first time any of them had actually taken damage and they were all <laughs> rolling really poorly and so it was just like it was a fun it was a fun fight but it was um it was definitely like i was like oh man it's been easy up until now they've had like smooth sailing and then they all were starting to take damage and we're like oh no this is bad <laughs> <laughs> so not quite yet i haven't killed anyone off just all yet. right um, and then my second update is, uh, so it was my birthday recently, um, and one of the presents that I uh, got, shout out to Pedro's family, was um, a Chemex. So I have um, increased my coffee paraphernalia, and this <laughs> is uh, basically like, I guess it's, I guess a Chemex is is drip coffee, um, or pour over, I guess. I guess it's pour over. I think it's pour over. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it basically looks like this big hourglass with like wood in the middle. Um, and we've been trying it the past couple of days and I really like it. It's, um, it's been really fun to sort of like have normal hot coffee, but with like nice beans and have them be like freshly ground coffee. So yeah, so we've been trying that this weekend because it was a little daunting to me to try it during the week when I hadn't done it before and had to like adjust my burr grinder and all these things. But yeah, so it's been really fun. So I have, uh, you know, another coffee addition to my ever growing coffee corner (laughs) in my house. So. Well, that's funny. I've, I've, my only update is I've had to tweak my, at first, my coffee subscription that you got me Mm. at, at first, I was getting a new bag of coffee before I finished the other one and feeling like I need to drink more coffee to, you know, (laughs) stay on course with the subscription. And so then I moved it and now I'm waiting. It should be here shortly, but I have some old pre-ground coffee that I'm having to drink while I wait. So now I made the time frame a little bit longer, but I get two bags at once. Oh, <laughs> like nice. so, I'm I'm adjusting, trying to figure out where where the good happy medium is. But the you know the the yeah coffee addiction has has uh, 
grown with not just hardware and new gadgets, but with uh, the extended pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> just, we had, right? yeah, we were talking about it at work and it was like one of our icebreakers in our team meetings. And my boss was like, okay, what's your like hobby that you've picked up in, in quarantine? And I was like, oh, so many. I have a whole podcast <laughs> dedicated to this. Right. But um, I was like, one of the, <laughs> one of our, um, one of our other, my other coworkers was like, oh, I've like increased my caffeine addiction basically. And I was like, hmm, yeah, I bought an espresso machine. <laughs> I have a ridiculous amount of coffee beans in my house. And uh, like, I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably accurate. Although it is definitely different. Like yesterday <laughs> I had one cup of coffee from the Chemex and then uh, like was so sleepy throughout the day and was like, why am I so sleepy? Oh, because I've been drinking a double shot of espresso every <laughs> single day and one cup of normal coffee is uh, not really going to do it for me anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was that was fun to sort of figure out. So today I adjusted the ratio so I am more awake at this point. <laughs> well, my only other follow-up, I can't remember how much of it we talked about um, in, in one of the cooking, cooking shows, but, uh, Giovanna and I, and I think we talked about it on the K-pop show as well, but the, you know, we have the Apple HomePod and it has become a tradition on the K-pop follow-up that Mama Moo is the only artist we listen, K-pop artist we listen to while we're cooking dinner. And I'll have to see, maybe I'll record it and add it to follow up in a future show, but what, Siri decides to play when we ask from across the room at the kitchen, mm. we'll just start cracking up. Like, that's not even close. Like, okay, here's some Justin Bieber. And we're like, what is? <laughs> oh, yes. That is, I feel like that happens to us all the time when we're in the kitchen because we we have a Google Home, and so it's the same thing where you're right. telling like Google to yeah. play something, and you're like, "What in the world?" Yeah. Is and that? granted, there's you're cooking, right? So there's noises and stuff going on, and we are across the room. But yeah, it's sometimes it's yeah, pretty funny. Still, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. I love that. But that's my K-pop follow-up, and I and I luckily they do. Um, there's so much of that music that it's not like we've gotten sick of it or whatever. Oh, like, that's great. They're still, I still like them. Yeah, they've got jazz roots and all kinds of stuff that I would not have ex expected. So anyway. Did, uh, did you, have you guys baked anything sweet? No, nope, no, nope. no, not yet. Okay. Nope. After we had that show, I decided that um, I needed to, which will I think relate to our upcoming topic here, but I needed to um, offload some of the quarantine 20 and so I kind of went uh, back to a little bit of the no carbs. It's not full on keto, but yeah, all the stuff I'd want to bake would not be on the, <laughs> on the revised diet, uh, diet, not as in not eating, but diet as in planning things. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to wait till I hit the, hit my desired weight goal, which maybe is a good lead in to asking you what's on the event horizon for today's show. Yeah. So um, today we're going to kind of talk through um, 
<laughs> we're going to say my journey with like fitness and at home workouts and um, running as well. Um, I say journey because I think it is sort of um, maybe... <laughs> maybe personally for me, this is like a little bit of a huge disclaimer, like uh, very much a roller coaster. And I'm sort of on a downswing right now, but we're still going to talk about it because it is something that um, has become like a very big part of my life in a couple of different ways. Um, so just the caveat that like, I am definitely not at my uh, most fit that I have been. Um, but I still think worth talking about because it's definitely something that um, has, I feel like I sort of have passed the event horizon on. So all that being said, I'm also like not certified in anything, not a personal trainer, not an expert. (laughs) Like I have no qualifications. Uh, So this is going to be like a really personal journey for our standard disclaimer. We are neither one of us are experts in this. We're talking about what's grabbed our attention and won't let go. Yep. Uh, And I'd like on the on the fitness journey for you and me and probably a lot of people, you know, we can't really say it won't let go. It kind of latches on and lets go and latches on and lets go. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, we know what the uh, topic is, but, you know, when did this start for you? And then what, you know, our other standard question is, can you pinpoint when the event horizon point of no return was for you? Yeah. So I, I will say that, um, this probably started for me. Um, I work for, I guess I can say where I work for. It's probably fine. Um, I work for Under Armour. And so the company that I work for is a, um, fitness related company. And, um, So when I started this job, it was a really, really big switch for me going from like a tech startup in Austin to um, a really fitness focused company. Because when I interviewed, everyone was like, oh, perk of being here, like we get free tacos on Tuesday if you go for a run. And I was like, what? (laughs) I don't understand. Like the company that I came from, we drank beer on Fridays and played Mario Kart after work. Like, I don't, I don't understand like the different, like this was, was a really big sort of um, shift for me going from sort of a tech startup, which is a lot of uh, the culture is definitely more centered around um, like going out, having fun, you know, like drinking alcohol and then going into a fitness company was very different because the culture is very much like you can take an hour off and go workout, you know, like that is an acceptable thing where there were people at my, my previous job that did that, but it was like wild. That's crazy. (laughs) They're a health freak or whatever. Whereas like, (laughs) that's sort of the standard of the company that I work for. And I work on the, even though I work on the digital side. And so that is one of the things that we do is like when we were all in the office, right. On every Tuesday, there was, we, we go on on runs as, as basically anyone who wants to opt in, you go on a run. It's really for like testing the apps that we work on to make sure that, um, that, you know, we're finding bugs and we're beta testing new features and things like that. You know, everyone is really welcome to go at their own pace. It's a walk or a run, but it's really supposed to be like 30 minutes. 
you're testing, um, you're testing the application and, and, and really kind of doing that. Um, and it took me, I think like quite a while to get into that sort of, um, to really like feel like I was a part of that culture. I spent most of my first, you know, six months to a year at that company being like, ah, oh, I don't really work out and kind of like joking about it, you know, like, oh, I'm not really sure. I don't really work out too, too much. You know, it's like not really something that I had had a super uh, close relationship with in the past in terms of fitness. But in terms of the event horizon, I think it was probably, man, I feel like a lot of the things in, the, in this podcast that I've talked about have have a lot to do with uh, my boyfriend, Pedro, but um when he and I started dating, uh, like we, he is very much like fitness focused as well. Um, but there was sort of a, a time pretty, I guess, like basically right before quarantine, sort of at the end of last year where, um, he had signed up for half marathon. Um, and I had signed up for the cap 10 K and uh, I can't remember if that, if I signed up after I started running, but, but basically like I, I actually like got into, I found a group at work. I got into running. We called ourselves the like turtle crew because we were all really slow, <laughs> but it was like, there were, you know, like three or four of us that would just go running together because like we, there are certainly a lot of folks at our company that are elite runners um, and I am not, absolutely not. Um, but it was one of those things where it was like, I found a group and we would, and it was, you know, it's a thing is like, we would go every Tuesday and it really became a part of my routine. And sort of that, I think was the event horizon where like, even if that group couldn't go, I was still going at least once a week to go for a run. And then that kind of morphed into like a different, different journey when I, um, when we started quarantining. Uh, but that was really like sort of the the thing. And when Pedro was training too, we, um, we would go every Saturday to go for like a long run. Um, and so that was like, that was a really, I, I think that's kind of what pushed me over the event horizon because I was seeing progress where I was like working out like five times a week and I was seeing progress in my runs. And I was seeing like, I started at a point where I probably, not probably, I could not run a mile like at all, like without stopping. And I got to the point where I was running, you know, like five miles and, and like having good times. And by good times, I mean, like I was running under 10 minute miles, right. which is good for me. I mean, I know that's not right. a, an elite runner status, but it was, it was definitely like, it became something that was really part of my my routine. And I would say like, if you're working out more than mm, like twice a week, you're, you're probably past the event horizon for like working out in my opinion, right? Like, I think that's like above average in terms of, I think it's maybe a little different now because I think people have been trying to find ways of going outside, making sure right. that they are not going stir crazy, things like that. But I was like doing real workouts you know, five days a week or even six days a week yeah, and that's, having one. That's day. way beyond what I understand average, right? Like <laughs> if you can, if you make an effort to do something in particular two or three times a week, that is something that 
from what I've read, can make a difference and not a lot of people don't do, right? I mean, they they commit to that January 1st and by the <laughs> end of January, the gyms are empty again and everybody can get back that go that's doing their two to three to five days a week can go back to the gym because all of the gung-ho folks that were gonna go three times a week went three times the first week, two times the second week and gave up in week three. <laughs> right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and I will say like the thing for me is because I do work at a company where that's really accepted and honestly really encouraged because part of our job is making sure that our like fitness applications work well and are, you know, doing their job. And so that mindset is like, I have a lot of really knowledgeable people about working out like really like easily at my disposal, you know? So if I have questions about like, why is my runtime really slow? Or like, why does this hurt when I run? Or like, what should I do to improve my time? Or even like, what types of workouts should I do if I want to lose fat, like burn fat or gain muscle, right? Like those, those are kind of like the two different types of, of main different types of working out. And so like, I have a lot of people really easily at my disposal who can sort of answer those questions for me. So that has also made it a lot easier to be uh, better about (laughs) working out than, you know, than I was before really. So what about you? I I don't really, um, I feel like you like me have had sort of an, uh, an up and down journey <laughs> with working out uh, as well. Well, if we if we go in the way way back machine, um, you're talking about running. I have I have always um, hate maybe a strong word, but I was never a big runner. So my, say it. I mean, it's yeah. like it's so hard on your body. It really yeah. is. Like yeah. I before like I don't know that what the six month period that I was just talking about. Like I. I never could consistently run and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And it's hard on my brain and attention span or whatever it is. And, and you know, it, so, but for me, the, the fitness stuff in high school and college was all around tennis. So we had to run and we had to be fit and, you know, it was, uh, it was not as much a strength thing. It was more endurance and, you know, that kind of thing. But I, you know, I I have joked with people before that I think I took up tennis because in in Texas in elementary and middle school, like if if you're a male, you're supposed to be playing football. And then the football player, the coaches were like everybody that played sports had to run track in the off season for football. And I'm like, I am not running track. What else can I do? So I played tennis and then that was a year round thing or whatever. So, so the, the fitness part is, is not something completely new, but then once you get out of college and get a job and, you know, I'm the olden days when I worked for Apple and I was on planes and traveling a lot, you know, that it just kind of went completely away because it was never time. Um, so I think for me, the, the rejuvenation, the new event horizon, right, was probably uh, in about 2017. And of course, it was around tech. I was off at a IT conference with a bunch of other um, 
tech nerds and a group of them, when you talk about startups and IT folks and the image of, you know, they just sit in a dark room and people slide pizza under the door and they never get outside. <laughs> and so, but there was a group there and it was, <clears throat> I guess, fairly recent for the Apple Watch. And so a bunch of them had Apple Watches and they started a challenge. You didn't have to close all three rings, but there were teams. So we started the challenge at the conference and then everybody left. And it was like the New York, the East Coast people against the Texans, against the Californians, and we had teams of five or six. So everybody's activity contributed to the team. And then at the end of each week, you'd see who was winning. And of course, the team that won, I can't remember where she was from, but they had a runner and she just blew everybody away. So their team always had the most activity because she ran every day and ran miles every day. And the rest of us were just trying to get in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it's for me to speed this story up, it started with that challenge. And then when that kind of fell away and we didn't have the team-based challenge anymore, that had put me in enough of a habit to pay attention to the activity rings on the Apple Watch. And so for those who don't know, you have a, how many, a stand goal, you're supposed to not sit in your chair all day. So you have a stand goal, you have a activity goal and you have an exercise goal. And so the activity can be, you can set that based on how many calories and things that you want to burn. So as you get better, you can bump that up to figure out what your own goal is on one of the rings. The other one is just 30 minutes of exercise. So that turns out is not that hard to do if you, you know, even when pre-pandemic when we had jobs and offices or whatever. It's like, I could go on a 15 minute walk at lunch and then have another 15 minute walk after I got home. And that got that 30 minutes of activity, exercise, whatever closed. So the, what happened for me is we had that group challenge. And then I just started paying attention to that, which I think for our black hole cafe and us both being tech nerds, I mean, you're working for a company that does this, but part of that event horizon was what's it called? The gamification of this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I started paying attention to that. Fast forward to 2020 and about three days ago is two full years of closing all three rings on my watch. And, and if you look at my statistics in the app. There's two days that it says I didn't do it, but I did. I just ran out of batteries because <laughs> I forgot yeah. to charge. I forgot to charge it. So it didn't log it for me. So the, uh, so it's walking, it's bike riding. It's, you know, at some point it was going to the gym, you know, so that's kind of, I think the event, if I really want to talk about recent event horizon, it was, whoever decided at that convention, hey, let's, let's do a challenge, right? And I hear from the researchers and the things I've read, that also matters for, like you were talking about being in a group, right? If you're just going by yourself to the gym, that's way harder than if you do it with somebody else. So these, this technology is allowing you to do stuff in groups, like my, uh, brother's wife, Laura, uh, she's got an Apple watch and you have one and you can give each other notices 
when things happen. So my watch beep, I mean, if you want to follow each other, we do. So, you know, my watch beeps and says that she closed, you know, did a five mile run and I can text back and say, great job. Or you can talk trash or, you know, say, what's the problem? You missed the bus, right? You did six <laughs> miles or whatever. So anyway, that's been, that's been fun and, and keeps, helps keep me motivated. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because um, there is this technology now and that's part of the applications that I work on, right, are like the social aspect of, and that was like a, that was something that was really interesting to me as well um, at the company that I work for is that everybody uses the app and we, you know, like everyone gets notified when you complete a workout, right? And so it's, it's very much this thing of, of sort of this community feeling of keeping each other accountable. And it's more fun and easier to do when, when you're not trying to do it in, in a silo, right? Like by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the technology is definitely, um, you know, there's so many different ways to do that, whether it's your Apple Watch or an application or, you know, a challenge, especially now, right in quarantine where we don't really get to see each other all that often, right. you know, face to face, there are so many ways to stay connected um, so that you feel like, right, as a, as a group, you know, it makes me do better when I know that there are other people who are also doing, still doing it, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. a lot easier for me to be like, oh, it's the, the later in the day, and I uh, get a, f- a notification that's like, oh, so-and-so just completed a, you know, three mile run or whatever. And I'm like, mm, I should do that. Yeah. You know, like it, it's motivating to, to see other people also, you know, to be, to be a part of that, right? Even yeah. if it's- And help like, each other succeed, right? Right, yeah. right. It's a little bit of that competition, gamification. You want to get that achievement. You want to close that ring. You want to sort of like see the gratification of, you know, people liking your like uh, completed workout in an application, right. you know, there's right. all those things that it's- Get the little it, thumbs up or whatever it is. And I want to say yeah. too, before we go too far for anybody that um, is novice at this, because you get the watch or the app doesn't mean everyone sees your activity by default. You have to choose who you share it with. So don't be freaking out that, well, I got this thing and now everybody at the company knows, you know, how- slow my pace is for running or whatever, but the, yeah, you know, so it's not, you get to pick, you know, you get to pick your friends and decide who you share with. But I do also like, you get that kind of accountability really and camaraderie of work with being, working with other people and being in a group, even when you're separate, but they also give you the apps, give you reminders. So it's like, Hey, you you only need 15 more minutes for this to happen or, you know, Hey, you're this close, you know, go ahead and stand up and you'll close your stand rings for the, for the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, um, but I still think it's like a lot about, uh, willpower. <laughs> <laughs> like I think technology has certainly made some of those things easier, but I think for me, like I really, I really like sort of found my stride when I wasn't trying to, I mean, I think that was like the hardest thing for me is I felt for so long at the company that I work for that I was so far behind where every single other person was in terms of, you know, 
the people who worked out because like not everyone at our company works out all the time like it's not it's not quite like that but of the people who do and a lot of the people at the company that I work for are runners it was really for a long time I felt like well I don't even want to start because I'm already so far behind like that part was really hard for me to sort of get over until I found people that I felt like were at my level. And I was like, oh, I don't feel so bad about where I'm at because I see that these other people are sort of near me. And then I felt from there, and this is probably just my own personality, like from there I could focus on my personal changes. And so like that was really exciting for me was like having a, you know, in the beginning of the year before everything got all wonky and canceled. Like I signed up to do the cap 10 K, which is a 10 K run in Austin. And so I was, that was like a, a good thing to keep me motivated. Cause it was like, okay, I signed up for this thing. Right. I got to do it. Right. So like, if I'm not running, like that's a problem. Cause I signed up for this event that I'm going to go to. Yeah, and like, can't cram for that. Like you cram for a test. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, that was really the interest. That was like a really good motivator for me to, to sort of say like, okay, I'm going to run X amount of days per week. And then on my off days, I'm going to focus on strength training to make sure that I'm like strong and have endurance right. and, you know, all of those kind of things. So it was like really about setting a milestone. But before I even got there, I really had to, uh, I don't even know how, how, to, how to even sort of like it was really just like I had to find people that I was like comfortable that I felt like were in my my zone of of fitness level. I don't even know if that's right, the right, right word, but it was like I got to find people who can motivate me without making me feel really incredibly bad about myself. Right. right. <laughs> because we have all these, you know, like really elite people and that was who I was seeing and I was like I can't this this makes me sad. Like and yeah. no one was judging me except for me. You know, so it's like well, a mental thing. The other thing that happens with those uh, deals, yes, you'll have the jerks who are like, you know, can't be bothered with anybody that isn't at their high level. But the other thing that happens, at least for me, is I don't want to hold them back. They may be perfectly fine going, let's get a running group together or let's, you know, back to my tennis thing. Let's all go play tennis or whatever. And then I'm just you feel horrible because nobody hits more than two balls in a row and then we got to go chase it or whatever. And you know, they're a really good tennis player. Right. So, so that's part of it too, is finding the right group that has similar goals is starting in a similar place. So there's, you know, that you can, that you can work with. And I think the other thing that's interesting about all this tech as well in those groups, you get feedback from each other, right? So you get support if if it's a similar group and you feel like you're all in the same place and you're not beating yourself up about being with the experts, right? But the apps and the tech also give us feedback that tends to be motivational. To, like you knew before this, when would you have ever paid attention to your to your times, right? and know what your pace is and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, now all this stuff is, is built in and it's given you feedback. So you can, instead of just trusting that 
overly judgmental self, self-judgment, yeah, yeah. you can go, nope, I'm getting better. It's, you know, and that's enough. This, yeah, you know, I've you improved can, my pace by X, right? Yeah, so. you can see your progress over time. And like, you don't have to have a coach to tell you these things. Right. You have something on your wrist or something on your phone that tells you, hey, your running form is better than it was right. last time. Or mm, it's not as good as it was last time, but that's okay. Here's some things to try next time, right? right? And you can, you can see that improvement over, over time. And I think that that is like really awesome and really important. And I think the thing that I, we normally talk about is, is kind of like, what was your biggest failure uh, and, and like our podcast, because I think those are usually funny stories, but I think I would, for this one, I kind of want to know, like, what do you think your biggest, like, fitness achievement <laughs> is? You know, like, I think so, that's really cool. It's funny you say that, because I was thinking about event horizons and, and part of the motivation. So back in 2017, 2018, it ended up being in 2018 the fitness stuff started with just this fun challenge, right? I mean, and you were talking about just go out, you know, after work, go drink beer or whatever. We were at a convention. We were all at a, at a bar restaurant eating and the challenge started there while we're all sitting there eating and drink a beer, right? But, <laughs> but it lasted when we all went home and it lasted for a couple of months. And then I just kept going. And then I think it was, it was like, well, I decided it was okay to just have these things be incremental. Right. At first, it's like, well, what if for this month, half of the if 15 days of the month, I closed all three rings that that was an achievement. And then the next one, you know, and then at some point you're down to I only had three days where I didn't close the rings. That would not be that hard to get a full month. of. So it was very incremental. And then I think it, well, I'm pretty sure it was 2018. The family was going to do a Spartan race. And I, you're talking about some motivation. I got sucked into, well, just do it, right? Don't, you know, and really it, in the end, it's like, how many burpees can you do over, <laughs> right? Because if you don't yeah, complete yeah. an obstacle, you have to do burpees or whatever. But that was of the almost accidental success. Like I, I, I did not get super competitive and trained for it. And it's like, you know what, the just do a straight vertical climb on a 16 foot rope. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to have success at that. Plus where do you train for that in a big city? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's like those I'll just do burpees, but I got, you know, I survived and got through that. And so, but it was because of the apps and this kind of over a long haul, just getting to a base fitness level, not, competitive, not, you know, high level, just like, yep, I walk or run or bike ride X times a week. And I do enough to close the activity rings every day. And that's enough. And it was enough to get, you know, I mean, there was definitely some other training to do for that particular race, like you had to do for the 10k. Uh, but that's hard to do to start from scratch if you get in the habit of doing these things. So that for me would would be the big success. Um, you know, what, what would yours be? Well, I, like you said, the 10 K, uh, so it was, it was canceled obviously cause it was supposed to be in April. Um, but 
regardless, like I still, what, what I decided to do was like still run the 10 K just on like a little, you know, like a course at home. Um, and that, that was like, I mean, I have never been able to stick with running like I did, you know, like I had done for those, like, I can't even remember how long it was, six months maybe or something like that of like actually being able to see, I did like a 5k in high school or like, you know, we, we've done then like the turkey trot or whatever, which is fine, but it's like run, walk and was never really serious about it. And then, um, you know, to sort of like say, okay, I'm going to run, you know, six-ish miles. And even though there's not an event, I'm still going to do it at like a little course that I've run right. around my own house was really, um, it's like one of, to me, the most sort of inspiring things I've ever done to myself in terms of fitness, because it was like something that I never, ever thought I would be able to do. Well, plus to, to do it, even though the event was canceled. I mean, that's yeah. the ultimate excuse to go, well, oh, they cancel the event. I don't have to do this. But right? I just so, never yeah. thought I would be able to run yeah. six miles. Like, I just never thought that that was possible. And I think the thing for me is like now, and, and running, the thing that I'll say about running specifically is like, it is <laughs> it is so dependent on like, the course you're running, the humidity in the air, right. what the temperature is, like how much water you had the day before, you know, it's like, it, there are so many factors to whether or not you have a good run, a bad run, like, did you stretch all of these things? But even if you do all the right things, like you still might have a bad run. Like, it's just a thing that happens. Th that, that can be really discouraging, I think, especially like for me, it's like, oh, Texas heat in the summer. Yeah. Why am I so slow? Oh, because it's 90 freaking degrees at 8 a.m. Like, I'm just slow because I can't do as much yeah. in this or as I could. a 10K in Houston's way easier than a 10K in Austin because we pretty much are running flat most yeah. of the time and you're running through all the hills in Austin. So, and that was yeah. the thing in quarantine is like my... The, the places I can run around my house have way more hills than the places where I can run that are like close to the office and what I was used to, which is mostly flat. Right. And then I got into quarantine and was continuing to run and was like, why the heck am I so slow? Why am I getting so tired? And it's like, okay, I'm running up all of these hills, which I have not trained for. It's different muscle groups. It's like all these different things. Um, and so even with all of that to like, know that I haven't really been, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't really been running very much in the last like month or so um, because like, you know, Pedro's been injured. And so it's been really hard to kind right, of like do right. all these things and keep up that routine. But, and also like people in my neighborhood don't wear masks. So, you know, right, that's not right, fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even with all of that, knowing that I have done that before is like, to me, it's like, okay, I can do it again. I've done it before. Right, I can right. do it again. And that is, I think like the, when people talk about sort of like, oh, I fell out of fitness, but then I came back to it. It's like, for me, that's the most motivating thing is knowing that I've done it before. It took me a long right. while to get there the first time. And that was really exciting. But then it was like, okay, I can do some days. I couldn't do that. Right. I couldn't do, I can't do six miles every day, but I did it. You know, right. I accomplished right. that goal. I can get there again. And like, that's, I think the thing that is like very, to me, very motivational um, or very motivating is to 
to know that I have done it. And so I, I know that if I start running again or when I start running again, I can definitely do that. And, and I will eventually be able to get there. Yeah. Well, and that kind of leads me to, I know our next kind of thing, we usually talk about what one recommendation or tech thing or whatever. And obviously mine is, was certainly tied to the fitness functionality on the Apple watch. But I was thinking while you were talking about, well, this happened and Pedro got injured or it's, you know, I'm in Houston today when we're waiting on um, tropical storm slash hurricane, (laughs) you know, what it's going to be like for the next three days, not getting out. And there was a recent Apple announcement where Apple is going to add a program called Fitness Plus, where they will have these exercise routines that can play on your devices and when we were training for the uh, Spartan race, there's a online thing. It's on your Apple TV or, you know, or just online on the web called daily burn, but uh, you know, Peloton's a big one. So I think during quarantine and for that on again, off again, maybe the excuses are harder to come by, right? I I can't get up. The gym's too crowded. It's too far. There's not a way to do it. There's more and more, not just of the tech, like the Apple watch, but I can pop on my web browser, my computer or on my TV and have a yoga class. You know, there's a lot of them that don't require equipment. So I'm cheating. I'm saying my one tech thing is the Apple watch because I I love it, but I know the company you work for is going into that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's what I'll say is like my, just as a speaking specifically as, as a user, right. Um, you know, both Matt, my run and my fitness pal, like, I, I think I would be silly not to plug those because those are the biggest resources for me as a, um, like as a user, uh, like we have, there are workout routines in, my fitness pal and map my run or whatever run version of run that you use. And I have to help you also, I was going to say, I have to help you plug those because it's around fitness. It's not exercise, but I did a, a number of years back, did a um, kind of a medical weight loss thing. I mean, it wasn't that, you know, I had anyway, I needed some more help. I wasn't losing weight on my own, right? So we did this thing. But my fitness pal, as a way to do food logging and get all that feedback, is part of the fitness thing. So I use both of those now. Uh, so it's not just about what's my, how fast am I running my mile and what's my pace and all that kind of stuff. I'm using the my my fitness pal app to log all my food intake. And so when I get on the scale and I'm frustrated, I can look back and go, oh, that's why <laughs> it was Friday and I had pizza and look at the calorie intake. Right. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so anyway, exactly. I didn't mean to interrupt, but those, you know, it, it's certainly, no. we're not just talking about exercise. The fitness can go further with things like my fitness pal. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. And like the, the thing about, you know, like both my fitness pal and run and especially in you know the the quarantine times that we're in is like there are i really have no excuse right because in 
both applications, we have routines that are like mm, 15 minute home fitness, no equipment needed, right? Like this is what you, you do to do all of those things. And like, just walk through of, of, you know, a quick workout. Right. So I think like, for me, those have really been like one, I think Matt my for running because, you know, there's a, a feature that literally tells you like your form is improving and, and coaches you on that, which is incredible because I had no idea that the reason I hated running was because I was running incorrectly. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, well, that's great. Like there, I think like for me, a lot of times I think like, you know, technology makes our journey with, with a lot of the things that we've talked about in our event horizon easier. But like, to me, this is the technology is like, why for me is, is, is how I like accomplished any of the goals that I set in within fitness. And it's like, yeah, there, though, the, the thing that worked for me was, you know, map my run. And, and that really worked for me. The thing that worked for someone else, I don't know what it is, but to me, it's like the one thing that I can recommend is some type of tech, some type right. of application, some type of something that is that you go to often and that like gives you a feedback loop on how you're doing right. and like gives you progress over time. And we should, we should also add, uh, because I'm assuming there are going to be uh, people that don't know this. I mean, our, mm. our close friends will, but the, the, the thing with UA and Matt, my run is not all of their shoes, but a lot of their shoes have a chip in them. And so then that you have a tech shoe that is yep. giving you feedback that's at a higher, more accurate, more technical level than what you get just with a fitness with band or an yeah. Apple watch and <laughs> you know, your converse or your flip-flops or whatever you're, yeah. you know, right? Because exactly. there, there are different levels of tech. So you can get these dumb fitness bands that are just tracking your steps, right? And that's kind of at the entry level. Yeah. And then those things move up. The Apple Watch is checking your heart rate and doing all this other fancy stuff. And then if you're doing UA and Matt, my you can have a chip in the shoe and it's telling you what your stride length is, you know, and all that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And like the, the, the knowledge of that is like really, I think what made me better. That's kind of silly because that's literally UA's um, like tagline is like, "Mm, Under Armour makes you better. But like, it really did. I mean, (laughs) honestly, like it is a success story of like, I, would not even go out for a run. And then with the combination of the connected shoe and the application, like I would consider myself a runner, like at that point, not, not a very fast one, certainly, but like definitely past the event horizon or past where I think the average person would consider themselves, you know, able to run. And, and I think that that is really, really cool that, I don't have to have the ability to, to like get my own personal run coach. I can have a different relationship with running simply because of technology in my shoe and on my phone. And, and like, I, I think that's, that's really, really cool. And I, I, as a user, like I feel like a success story there because yeah. I'm talking about running on a podcast and like that wouldn't have, if you had told me about that even like (laughs) two years ago when I started, you know, 
two years ago, I would have like laughed at you. I would have been like, no way. There's no way. Well, I want to add one, before we go to the media black hole, I want to add one more thing to that too, because you've talked a lot about running because that was your journey, but all these apps and devices have lots of different activities, right? Yeah. So rowing and, you know, swimming and all kinds of stuff. So, um, so just, I wanted to add that in there before we, before we move to media black. Yeah. Hole. And, and even like strength training, right? Like just small weights or yoga mat or body weight training. I mean, both my fitness pal and run and a lot of, and Apple, you know, like it all have different settings for not just one specific activity type, but so right. many to help you kind of go through that, which I think is really cool. Well, cool. Sweet. Well, I think that is plenty on, uh, <laughs> both of our, our fitness journeys and our fitness topic for today. Um, so that means that it is time to move on to our special feature of the show, the media black hole. Um, so dad, what is your suggestion for this week of books, movies, TV shows that are worthy of getting sucked into something you've seen recently, something you've seen in the past? Well, I'm going to go on the opposite end of the spectrum from, you know, my, Doctor Who pick where you need to binge 50 years worth of television <laughs> to an unexpected show, an unexpected huge success. It's on Apple TV Plus right now, so you have to have Apple TV Plus, but if you've uh, bought any Apple device in the last year, you're getting that for free. There, there are some pretty easy ways to get it, but it is a new show called Ted Lasso. And I know I've talked to you about watching it. Um, I had heard from other people, oh, it's great. You got to watch it. And my attitude was, wait, the premise is a U.S. football coach gets hired to coach soccer in England and he doesn't know what he's doing. And the whole thing came from a TV commercial, right? They've made a so show out of this thing. And then I watched it. It's phenomenal. It's only the first season. There's not that many episodes. I promise you will. I promise <laughs> you will likely do what I did. It's like, I'll watch the first show and see. And then I watched the second one and I started watching before you could binge the whole thing. Mm. And then I'm like, I got to wait till next week. And what day does that come on? And anyway, so I'm, I loved it. It is great. So it actually came from, um, the, the background to it is that there was uh, an SNL digital short that oh, was okay. <laughs> this sketch of Ted Lasso. And so that was like the, the joke was like, it came from, it came from an SNL. It was when um, Jason Sudeikis was on SNL. It was this okay. character, the sketch, the digital short or the specific sketch like did super, super well. And so they did a second one. And then um, there was a, uh, <laughs> then there was a, there was an ad campaign a for commercial. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Then there was yeah. an ad campaign. Right. It was somebody who was like sponsoring, um, I, I think like a, t like a soccer team or whatever. Right. And, right. and that, that came or okay. sorry, excuse me, football team. Then, so that sort of became the advertisement and it just became like this wildly successful character that Jason Sudeikis did on SNL. Um, and then I guess Apple got the rights or whatever and, and yeah, made it it's into its own show. But it is, I mean, I've only seen the, the SNL sketches, which if you've seen the show, go and watch the okay, SNL Okay, I'll sketches. go back and watch, yeah. Um, because they are 
freaking hilarious. So if it's anything, I'm sure it's like that and much so much more. Yeah. Um, it's there. It's super, super good. So it's basically it, it, like it, washed it, out football coach. Yeah. And I didn't want to watch it in the beginning because I thought that premise is good for a joke or two, but the, you know, the, mm, yeah. if it's How just about that premise, they made characters you care about. It's, it's, it's funny, but it's also heartwarming. It's, it's a really well done show and it's getting all kinds of accolades when I think it kind of came out of nowhere and people are like, yeah, it's an SNL skit that was part of a TV commercial or whatever. So anyway, go watch it. I think you'll love it. <laughs> so that's my well, pick. What about you? Um, so I am going to go with, um, I had a, I had a couple, again, it's been a while since we recorded. And so I had like quite a few on my list for today that I was like, Oh, what about this one? And what about this one? Cause I have watched a lot of television, um, <laughs> recently, but, um, one of the shows that we, we started, I guess like probably a few days ago and are already done with the first season and the second season is airing now um, is called The Boys. And I've it's seen on, the previews for that. Yeah, so it's on Amazon Prime. So it's it's free and included with Prime. Um, and it is basically sort of a satire on um, what the what the country like mostly america but like what the world would look like if superheroes were actually real and controlled by a corporation is basically <laughs> like what it is so it is like it's it's dark but it's funny it's <laughs> raw it's um, you talk about characters you care about it feels so real and and it kind of makes you think about like you know especially with like superhero fatigue and all of the things right. that have, you know been sort of in the media recently it's very reminiscent of watchmen which i've told you about right. and yeah. um, so kind of reminiscent of that in the way that it is like very real and like very dark but also the way that it is written is very very funny um and also just like wild. Like I will I will give sort of a, a note that there is a fair amount of gore. There yeah, is I was going to say from the previews, not for the, yeah, not for the young yeah. kids, right? So, so definitely yeah. not for young kids. It's like very adult themes, but um, if you have any sort of like superhero love or know anything about, like just watch it. I think it's like so worth it and this, the second season's airing right now so I, I, so far i'm only a couple episodes into the second season and i really love it um and i think there's only like you know six or eight episodes in in the first season but it's fantastic really good. yeah, it's yeah. Really good. <laughs> well i think we each have not watched the others so we'll have yeah, to go so watch gotta, the yeah go we'll watch each other's recommendations and they're all current right now so yeah yeah um i think that is uh i think that's that's all the time that we have for today. So um, thanks, thanks for hanging out with me and recording. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we haven't, we haven't yeah. done this in a while. We're back at it. The rain has stopped briefly. So maybe I got to go get my walk in and nice. close my rings and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, sounds good. Bye. Bye. 
thank you all for listening today. We'd love it if you subscribe to our show in your podcatcher of choice. And if you would rate or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'd also love to hear from you as well. You can send us an email at info at theblackholecafe.com or let us know what's on your event horizon on the web at www.theblackholecafe.com, on Facebook and Instagram at The Black Hole Cafe, on Twitter at Just Black Hole Cafe. Thanks again for listening. Take care and don't forget your towel.